Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. to today's broadcast of Tap into the Truth. With you as always, I'm your ever so humble host, Tim Tap, coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. We've got a bit of a thunderstorm coming through. In fact, it seems kind of rough at the moment, although I'm thinking maybe it's going to sneak by us without too much issue. Uh, regardless, there is, I suppose, that possibility that we may get knocked off the air. 
if that happens, obviously I will try to make things up in a reasonable fashion. But in the meanwhile, there are a lot of things uh, to get into today, so I will try to do exactly that. In the meanwhile, I am still trying to uh, get the chat room set up for some reason, not wanting to load today, and also uh, trying to make sure that we're in touch with uh, Everybody who uh, is supposed to be on the show today as a scheduled guest, uh, I don't suspect that'll be an issue unless we get knocked off the air, uh, which, you know, my rights, we should be good. But hey, what are you going to do? All right, so um, what do you say we sneak on into a situation, shall we? Uh, first and foremost, I do want to make sure that everyone is aware that I really do hope you're having a fantastic day. Uh, chat room is finally up and operational for those of you who'd like to uh, make sure that you get in. And uh, we, uh, I say that on a regular basis. Hope you're having a fantastic day. It sounds right, but I really do believe that, uh, and I really do mean that. I do hope uh, that uh, – you have a fantastic day, unless, of course, you fall into that usual caveat, and I always say the caveats, and without fail, at least once a week, somebody asks me, hey, you talk about caveats. Um, what are those caveats? And, uh, of course, I have said a multitude of times, but I will throw it out there right now, just in case you're new to the show or haven't heard the caveats before because you've managed to catch broadcasts where I don't mention what they are. And uh, that is, I do hope that you're having a fantastic day wherever you are and whatever you may be doing, unless you are either a violent criminal or a active jihadist. In those particular cases, in order for you to be having a great day, that means a lot of innocent people must be having a very bad day. In truth, if you're one of those people, then you're not a very nice person yourself. So… With that in mind, I do put the caveat in play that those great day wishes do not extend to you. However, if you were to walk away from that lifestyle and join the rest of us in the civilized world, well, you're more than welcome <laughs> to start engaging as well. And uh, I guess that is simple enough. Any questions, please feel free to forward them to uh, my uh, Facebook page or uh, possibly uh, direct message me or email me through the website. That would be tapintothetruth.com. You can boogie on over there, and that will take care of it. Meanwhile, <laughs> as I'm still trying to multitask here… I'm getting ready to jump right into the first news story, and I'll have to be uh, very tight. Have to be very tight in order to make sure that we get this out, because otherwise I'm not going to get everything in today. So, where shall we start? Hmm, da -da 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 -da. Where should we start? I'm thinking. <laughs> I think we should probably go ahead and start with the CNN bit, because you know that's just funny to me. It really, really is, uh, and as I am still dealing with a little bit of tech drag here, here, let me paint the picture for what occurred here. As is usual, we have crybabies uh, running loose in the mainstream media. Donald Trump 
unlike any president before, has been very direct in his feelings directed towards the mainstream media. Now, others have had no reason to be negative. Others have used them. Others have had negative feelings towards the media but have never directly engaged in the explanation, again, for fear of what we call the optics. Donald J. Trump doesn't care about the optics other than the optic of him looking like he's standing up for what he believes, or the optic of him standing up for what he knows an uh, overwhelming majority of the people that supported his presidential run and elected him into the White House believes he should be doing, and that is standing up to the bullies and standing up to the would-be ma puppet masters, if you will… Of thought in America. So Donald Trump actually punished CNN for one particular White House reporter's disrespectful outburst. So what happened, you may ask? Well, you know, we've, we've said it before, and we will undoubtedly say it again. President Trump really doesn't like CNN. He hammers them whenever he can. When labeling the liberal network fake news and sometimes really fake news, but this particular tiff kind of grew a little bit bigger on Saturday when the White House canceled a planned interview on CNN with National Security Advisor John Bolton. So the White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, said in a uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, said that a CNN reporter disrespected Trump while the president was overseas. At an international press conference on Friday, Trump again bashed CNN during a press conference with British Prime Minister Theresa May. Uh, quote, since you attacked CNN, can I ask you a question? Now, this was CNN correspondent Jim Acosta as he was interrupting the presser. Trump refused, saying CNN is fake news. I don't take questions from CNN. Let's go to a real network. And then he called on John Roberts from Fox News. Well, we're a real network too, sir, Acosta whined. Now, CNN's State of the Union host, Jake Tapper, said Saturday – I'm sorry, on Saturday, he got on the uh, – Joining in on the wine fest, if you will. Yeah. So he took to Twitter, which you know they keep saying Donald Trump shouldn't do, but they do it all whiny, and uh, basically said that the White House had canceled the interview with Bolton, who he said remains fully prepared to do the interview. Now, whether or not that's true. Whether or not John Bolton was prepared to do the interview, wanted to do the interview, was hoping the president would change his mind is irrelevant. What got interesting is then on Saturday, Sanders corrected the record saying that actually a CNN reporter disrespected the president of the United States and the prime minister May during their press conference. So instead of rewarding bad behavior, we decided to reprioritize the TV appearances for administration officials. Sanders replied that directly to Tapper's little whiny tweet. Now, as it turns out, President Trump wasn't done. Donald Trump added on, on Twitter again, so funny, 
I just checked out fake news CNN for the first time in a long time. They're dying in the ratings to see if they've covered my takedown yesterday of Jim Acosta, actually a nice guy. They didn't, but they did say I already lost in my meeting with Putin. Fake news. Now, Acosta, of course, being Acosta, couldn't let that lie. So he had to respond. And his response, takedown? I don't think so. Perhaps we should even the playing field next time, and you can take my question. You were right about one thing. I am a nice guy. Well, now, Jim, if you were really such a nice guy, you probably would have just let that go. But we know. Now, what's fun and interesting is that other liberal reporters came to Acosta's defense. Uh, Maggie Haberman said, come on. All Acosta did was try to ask a question, something that has taken place in previous administrations for, well, forever. Of course, for those of you who may not be familiar with Maggie, she's with the New York Times. Um, but speaking as someone who's been paying attention for a little while now and who has had the honor of speaking with other people who have been White House correspondents for various press organizations, I have to tell you that uh, that's not exactly the case. Yes, reporters do shout questions at the president in informal settings, much the same way that Acosta did later as Trump was leaving. But in formal press conferences, the rules are a little different. See, the president calls on specific reporters, and we've all seen this. And anybody who's willing to acknowledge this knows that you may, once it gets to that point, depending on how formal of a press conference this is, you may get the, Mr. President, Mr. President, you don't shout out your questions, although you know the media has been losing this decorum. But for formal press conferences, there is a set of rules, and they all know the decorum. Now… This was the same way that it worked under Barack Hussein al-Akbar Obama, the same way that it worked under George W. Bush, the same way that it worked under Bill Clinton, the same way it worked under George H.W. Bush, the same way it worked during Ronald Reagan. Do you see a pattern? Do you see where I'm going with this? Now, however, reporters – are intent on making themselves the stories, or at least certain reporters are. And while that has also kind of worked in the past, uh, think NBC's David Gregory, for example, it sure isn't working for Crybaby Acosta, is it? And it's certainly not working for CNN News. Now, I personally think it is hilarious that not only they but the remainder of other fake news outlets decided that they needed to go all crybaby about this. New York Times taking up them, everyone else taking up. It is mind-boggling to think that all these reporters are, are just so on board with the loss of decorum. I don't understand why it is that they don't come to each other's aid when they're being monitored or watched under the Obama administration. But then when the time comes that they think that the Trump administration is pulling them back, 
holding them down, treating them in a fashion that's inconsistent with the American way of life and the ideology of freedom of the press, then all of a sudden these are horrific crimes against humanity. When in fact, Donald Trump has only been doing the exact same thing that previous presidents have done. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without even raising a stir. If you are disrespectful to him, he is under no particular obligation to answer your questions directly. He's not. You may feel like the public is owed an answer. Well, he can give the public that answer through someone else's uh, news outlet. You see how that works? See, you are a representative of your news outlet, not just your personal brand. When I take to the air right now, I am primarily a representative of my personal brand because that's really what I am right now. And I still try not to say things that are too embarrassing or that would be too um, controversial. Uh, in so much as to raise trouble for organizations that affiliate with me. I, I've had several articles recently picked up uh, by uh, certain news outlets, and I wouldn't want to embarrass them by saying or doing something that is just completely outside of the realm of reasonable thought. But I am perfectly prepared to be a little controversial in so much as that's, that's the whole gig. So the point is you have to push and challenge the norms, but at the same time, there is a right way and a wrong way to go about doing this, and I'm sorry, Jim Acosta, but you have belabored the point quite a bit in your last several months of continuous anti-Trump coverage of the Trump White House. At some point, you, your cohorts at CNN, the folks at MSNBC, the folks over at regular NBC, the folks over at CBS, the folks over at ABC, all of these people should start to come to realize that if you're going to be disrespectful, he doesn't have to do anything other than issue a press release, and then you can talk to uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders. That's why those positions exist. That's why press releases exist. He is doing you a favor. When he allows members of his cabinet and members of his administration to have interviews with your network, especially if they're exclusive interviews. The favor is not intended to garner uh, undue positive uh, results from you. It's not meant to force you into playing nice. Donald Trump isn't asking you to play nice, but he is asking you to be respectful of the office and at the very least attempt to report news in an unbiased fashion. I know, I know for a lot of you that is asking a lot, but I don't think it's too much. Neither does he, and continuing to cry about it, it's not going to do you any good. So you need to stop. 
need to refocus on what it is you are trying to accomplish, and you need to realize that when it comes down to it, Donald Trump is completely within his rights to never speak directly to CNN again if he so chooses. I want to give a shout-out to Mary, who's joined us in the chat room. Mary, glad to have you with us. Uh, thanks for being here. Missed you uh, Friday night. Hope you had a great evening, and uh, hope you had an opportunity to go back and uh, check out the show in uh, in archives. I think it was actually pretty good. conversation with Dan Perkins was uh, good as usual, uh, but the conversation with uh, Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch, I think, uh, was a- an exceptional conversation compared to what we normally get to uh, conduct here. So I was uh, very glad. <laughs> Mary's Mary's obviously been in the chat room for a few minutes now, and so she's like, uh, "Thanks for joining me," because uh, obviously she's been over here while I've been telling uh, <laughs> the story. But. Uh, Again, thanks for being here, Mary. I do love it when you're here. Hopefully the rest of the crew will start showing up here soon. Uh, anyway, uh, Friday Reactionaries is on. Okay, well, I understand. And like I said, I knew when I started doing a Friday show that a lot of you guys already had uh, a routine there. Uh, and, of course, the primary reason why I'm doing a Friday show now is so that there is additional uh, material for those fine folks that are uh, – Syndicating me out at KYAH 540 AM, a Utah's Talk Authority. So, uh, you know, I do what I can. I also see that uh, Sharon, uh, Dr. Schutz, has uh, joined us in the chat room as well. Uh, glad to see you uh, hanging in with us. I'm going to try and sneak in one more, uh, one more quick story here, a news story, before I start speaking with uh, Sharon. Uh, she, of course, is the first guest today, but we're going to get this in. Uh, I guess if I'm going to get it in, I probably ought to go ahead and get to it. What do you think? Uh, that would probably be wise. All right, so how many of you guys are actually familiar with the concept? And it's, it's, I know it's a really tough technical legal idea, due process. I mean nobody understands due process, right? I mean, it's a special case scenario. Almost nobody's really entitled to it, right? Except that that's not right. And what's hilarious and infuriating at the same time is the fact that it's the left that has pushed for so very long about due process and about the rights of the accused and their efforts to protect criminals, even though they don't really seem to care too much about protecting victims of crime. As we know, the left's efforts to grab guns continues at a never-ending, ever-quickening pace, and that is certainly the case in New Jersey. We have a situation here where police tried to take the guns away from a disabled veteran without a warrant, and what happened? Well, the veteran didn't let them. Ordinarily, I would tell you to… Cooperate with police. In fact, you've heard me say this very often. Just cooperate with the police, even when the police are wrong, and sort it out legally after the fact. Every now and then, though, as long as it's reasonably safe to, I suppose there's nothing wrong with taking a stand, and that's exactly what uh, Leonard Cottrell Jr. did. Uh, Leonard, of course, is an Iraq War veteran, and he says that last month the New Jersey police tried to confiscate his firearms without a warrant, and… He simply didn't let them take them. Uh, 
Two police officers visited his home because his 13-year-old son had made a comment at school about the Millstone Middle School security, and the officers wanted to compensate Curtell's firearms as part of an investigation. Okay, so the kid made his comment about the security there, okay? And this, of course, led the school or the school resource officer or whoever was involved with this to call the local law enforcement and open a full investigation. And you know what? I, that part, depending on what was said, I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. And that's the other thing, researching this, trying to dig up a little more information about it. I still haven't come across exactly what the kid said. Uh, I've heard – uh, vagalities of what he supposedly said, but even on the side of the school administration, it didn't sound particularly like a threat. It just sounded like an assessment where it wouldn't hurt for the school security to improve just a little bit. Now, again, that's based on the context I have. Should that change, maybe my opinion will change a little bit, but it seems to me like an overreaction at this point. So we'll continue, though. Cottrell, who legally owns a shotgun and a handgun, happens to be, as I already mentioned, a disabled U.S. Army veteran who served multiple tours during Operation Iraqi Freedom. Cottrell says that uh, his wife let the officers into the house and let them search their son's room, where, of course, they did not find any weapons. But then the officers tried to take his firearms, which, quote, he has all the correct permits to own, and in New Jersey, I would imagine that's not a small feat just to have the permits, if you know what I mean. All right, so the police attempted – the police's attempt to compensate uh, Contrell's firearms comes after the Democratic governor, Phil Murphy, just happened to have signed into law not that long ago a bill that makes it easy for law enforcement to uh, take firearms without due process, which again makes me wonder how legal this law is, but I digress. Cottrell said that his son is upset by the situation and that he did not do anything wrong, and the entire situation is being misconstrued and blown up. And like I said, based on what I've come across with the story, I tend to agree with that assessment. He continued saying, quote, he didn't do anything wrong, and he doesn't understand why it happened. He was just having a conversation with nothing as far as threats. It shouldn't have blown up the way it did, but he understands it happened. There are consequences, and there's fallout from his actions. So again, trying to teach his son responsibility and trying to teach his son that these things do happen. So I can stand by that. At the end of the day, this still comes down to a government that is once again overreaching, a government that's ignoring the fact that gun ownership is a God-given right and that our governments – Federal, state, and local were all designed and built on the precept of trying to protect and guarantee our God-given rights. I'm not happy with this set of circumstances, but the real question becomes how many times has the New Jersey police, because of instructions from their higher-ups, 
simply trying to do their jobs, how many times have they successfully compensated firearms when it was inappropriate? How many times has this new New Jersey law been used as an excuse to simply disarm law-abiding citizens? And how far will we see this trend spread? How far will this go? Because if New Jersey is allowed to continue this, especially now that this story, I would imagine, is going to get a lot of attention in the next couple of weeks. The mainstream media is going to try to bury it, but conservative news outlets are going to have to run with this story. They, had, they, they have to. If this cannot be allowed to stand, but if this is allowed to continue, you're going to see this and worse in New York, in California, in Illinois, in places where it's already pretty bad. But if you find a way that the citizens are going to allow them to get away with it, then the gun grabbing will begin in the bastages of liberal political thought. Well… Yeah, it's not even fair to call it liberal. Liberals don't believe that. Liberals actually do love the country. Liberals believe in your right to free speech. That's why we have the term classical liberal. There's no such thing as a classical liberal. That's just what a liberal is, leftist. I keep trying to be very careful about the terminology I use because it is important. These words do have meaning. And those meanings have power, and we should we should recognize that. That's why I try not to refer to Democrats and Republicans that often because the bottom line is uh, as nutso as the National Democratic Party is operating and the platform they're pushing, the average Democratic voter is mostly good people that mean well. They've just fallen for the, all the propaganda. They believe the government has a different role to serve than – the rest of us do. Exactly. Mary says it exactly right in the chat room. Lefts are not liberal. And that's it. They want to squash free speech. They're very fascist, but they're not liberal. Liberal is like the opposite of fascist, which I think is why so many young folks these days have a hard time understanding the difference <coughs> – well, understanding the concept, I should say – that fascism exists on both sides of the uh, political scale because liberals, while they're not conservative, they're certainly not the enemies of free speech. All right. Uh, if that is you, uh, Sharon, go ahead and push the one on the keyboard if you don't mind just so I can make sure that that is you. It is time for Dr. Schutz to join us. We're going to be talking about Trinity County News. And beyond. Uh, she has hit the button. That is her. Let me go ahead and bring her on live. Uh, Dr. Schutz, or as I affectionately know you as Sharon, uh, welcome back to the show. It's been a while since you've been on. Glad to have you here. Well, thank you, Tim, and I'm glad to be here. All right. Uh, obviously, brought you on for a very specific reason. Uh, you've mm -hmm. been uh, the power behind uh, Trinity County News for a little while, and now you're mm -hmm. up the website and trying to push to get more of a national scope and a larger audience than just the local. And right. uh, tell us 
a little bit about what that effort has been and where <clears throat> you're moving, what the ultimate goal really is. Okay. Um, well, you were around during Lady Patriot days, right? Uh, and we, uh, we built a Lady Patriot. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's up and we had, um, well, we had an average of about 150,000 people on the website a day. And uh, I lost my partner, and it was just so hard because we had, we had 26 writers, and it was just so much work. I just finally, uh, when, when somebody offered me some money for it, I grabbed it. And, I, you know, like I've told you before, I, uh, it, it was a blessing, and, I'm, you know, it was just a wonderful, wonderful experience, but I was burnt out. And uh, a few months ago, well, actually last year, I was, uh, I was tapped to be the editor of our local paper. And uh, I served in that position for uh, the last year. And uh, I got fired. Uh, in our county, we, <laughs> we have uh, had, in the last five years, we have had one, uh, one Democrat event. And uh, uh, we're mainly a Republican county now because we flipped the county uh, a few years ago. So anyway, I, my boss was unhappy that I only covered one Democrat event, and I covered a lot of Republican events. And uh, there was a, there's some, you know, and then some things going on. So there's some liberal people that really weren't happy with it. So uh, they, you know, they let me go. Uh, and it was, you know, I think it was an excuse, but it worked for me because it gave me the freedom to be able to do what I'm doing now. I didn't realize then, uh, but anyway, so I started the Trinity County News uh, website, and uh, I went and got my uh, DBA and my LLC, and I started reaching out to my, you know, the school and the law enforcement and people that I've been working with for the last several years in different areas, and so. Uh, what we do is we offer um, digital, where it's up immediately. We're not trying to do a, a printed media because that's just way too, you know, too expensive and whatever. But, and this is something that I've got a lot of experience at. So we've got the, the uh, local stuff. And then uh, I've had people, some of my old writers have come back. Uh, I've reached out to new writers because uh, we have a lot, of, uh, a lot of information that needs to be out there. And one of the things with Lady Patriots was that we don't just go copy, a, a, you know, an article from Breitbart or Town Hall, you know, and copy and paste. But everything we have on our website is 
fresh written by our writers. And we have some amazing, in fact, uh, Tim, you uh, have put some serious good stuff together. And we appreciate your writing and, and what you're doing. But that's what we're reaching out. Uh, yesterday we put an article out, and we had uh, well, we had nearly 5,000 people on the site yesterday. And uh, we're growing and we're building. And uh, hopefully we'll have the momentum, you know, that we did with Lady Patriots and be able to reach the numbers that we you know, we were able to reach them. So that's kind of what we're doing and, and where we're headed. Right. Well, you know, one of the things. <laughs> All that, in a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that uh, some people uh, might question is, uh, have you thought about renaming uh, the website since it still seems rather regionally focused, even though you're doing You're right. Next- Mm-hmm. And I, I've given that some thought, and right now I'm leaving it like it is. I can, you know, I can always build another website and just move it all over, uh, and call it something else. But right now, uh, like I said, it started out Trinity County News, and uh, I'm not at the point to be ready to change it. Most, if you look at most states, most states have a Trinity County in them. So right now, I'm just, I'm just going with the Trinity County. People are coming to the articles. They're not going to come to a website, regardless of what the name is, if you don't put good material out. And so it's the articles that are drawing them. And in time, I'll, I'll make a decision whether I'm going to change that or not. Um, you know, I, I'm really not sure yet what I'm going to do. Um, the people here locally, they love having the Trinity County News. They love it. And, uh, you know, we have got a large chunk of our population who, who go there now for news. You know, they get the lo- local paper, but it comes out once a week. But you know, when we when something happens, we put it out immediately, and so I'm really not sure because I'm pulled both ways. So I'll I'll, right. I'll decide later. You know, once I see how things line out. Well, I certainly understand, but like I said, I kind of like the idea of having that local flair because I think that also is a call back to how news was originally disseminated. You had that local flavor that was going to give you that local take on. Whether it was a local story or not, and you guys are continuing to cover your local stories, and just as this reach oh, yeah. goes out, as you're looking to the more of the national things, and again, I appreciate the compliments you thought out because I have enjoyed very much having a uh, new platform for expressing my opinion pieces. I, I've been writing these op-eds that I'm indoctrinating current uh, news stories and using it to demonstrate points. And that, that's something I've enjoyed, and I had actually gotten away from writing quite a bit since I've been doing the show, mm-hmm. and I just felt like I had time. But now I'm kind of right. embracing a different idea where it actually helps me with show prep to be better immersed in the news mm-hmm. stories if I'm taking time to research the, to, to write the articles. So thank right. you for uh, giving me that platform. I appreciate it. Oh, well, it's a blessing for both of us because, like I said, you uh, – I did not know that you could write. I didn't know you had that, uh, that we're hiding that talent or I'd have tapped you a long time ago to write. But, uh, but you know, I, I guess we're, we each have our seasons and, and uh, this is your season for writing too. And you're good. You, you put some good stuff together. And, and like we talked about, you know, uh, closing and whatever, um, you know, you, uh, you have some good points and, and you bring it together well. And I, I really appreciate that in a writer. I've had writers who I've had to completely, you know, just absolutely make so many changes, and especially at the, at the local level for the newspaper. And, I, <laughs> you know, that's what my boss told me. My uh, She told me, she said, Sharon, you're the editor. 
edit. <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, it's nice when you have somebody that can put something together where you have it from start to finish flowing well. You know, punctuation, you can always get a program that takes care of punctuation. But being able to build an article where you have your opening, your stuff in there, and then your closing, that's, you know, that's something that takes work, and you're doing, you're, you're good at it. You're very good at it. Well, well, thank you. Uh, now, uh, back to the uh, point of how we're reaching this. Uh, what are the next steps with the, getting that national audience for the local site? Uh, you, you talked about already reaching out. You've got a great staff of writers that you're building and still adding. Uh, I've got mm-hmm. a link in today's description, and I've been sharing the link in the show descriptions the last couple of broadcasts. So anybody uh-huh. who's listening here to BTR platform, if you're here, you can hit the show description. You can follow that link, and you can check it out. It does have the air still of a local newspaper with those local stories, but mm-hmm. I, I am astounded uh, at the quality of the reporting at the bigger stories too, the national story. What is the focus moving forward to get that national audience though? Well, we're basically doing what we did uh, with Lady Patriots. Uh, we're reaching out through Facebook um, and through Twitter uh, when we put a new article out, we, you know, we let people know it, and it generally goes out to several thousand over, you know, over a little time, and, and uh, not all those actually go and read the article, but um, it's just basically using social media. That's the, you know, the, in this business at the um, digital, on the digital side of it, that's basically all you really can do. I mean, it would be just prohibitive, you know, cost prohibitive to try to do anything, uh, any kind of advertising beyond uh, you know, beyond that. Um, but we're using Facebook. I got blocked on Facebook the other day. I was like, you know, I didn't even post anything. <laughs> and I went to answer something on somebody's, uh, on a group. A friend of mine has a group here in town and uh, in our county, and, and it was about 6,000 people. And, and, you know, I'm always commenting on it and everything, and I, it wouldn't let me comment or anything until today. I'm, I'm off of I guess uh, it's not Facebook jail, but it's, you know, <laughs> I couldn't do anything in a group or anything all week long because uh, I was being punished about something, and I don't even know what I did. So um, we have several people that are going to be helping us reach out. It would, like when, you know, when I'm in Facebook jail, someone else can kind of pick up the load and carry it. So that's kind of what we had to do with Lady Patriots, and we built Lady Patriots very fast. Uh, it was it was shockingly fast, but I had to get a new server within two weeks. I had to, um, and after that, two weeks later, I had to go with a bigger server. Uh, but I got my server first this time, <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not going to have the crashing like I did before, and the learning curve because right. I, I learned a lot then. Well, so basically, the things- social media. All right. And I'll circle back around to that, but I would like to comment on Lady Patriots real quick. One of the things that you guys did, though, the timing was so right. It was that mm-hmm. perfect opportunity. It was when we saw a rise of conservative voices uh, that were women that were just resolute in standing and letting the world know that, hey, all women are not Democrats. We're not all leftists. We're not all on board with this. Woe is me, we're all victims of talent. Mm-hmm. And you had Absolutely. a group of Yeah, you had a great group of folks there that you were able to work this magic. But coming back to the uh, social media side of things, uh, like you've already pointed out, uh, and 
I'm sure all of us have had our stories and tales of woe. Conservative voices are trying to be silenced on most social media platforms, especially the mainstays. If you're on Mm -hmm. Facebook, if you're on Twitter, if you're on YouTube, good luck Mm -hmm. to you. Every time you say something that's the least bit controversial in their minds, like, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, let's say, for example, uh, transgender people are suffering from gender dysphoria. It's a mental disorder. Oh, I just got banned. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, you're right. uh, So is there some backup social medias? Are you guys utilizing some of the newer ones like uh, Gab and MeWe and uh, uh, sites like that, or are you still just kind of those hardcore uh, to start with? Well, the thing about – now, I I have a Gab account, and I haven't really posted there much, and that's just – that's silliness because it's a great – uh, a great website uh, there, and there's some other good websites out there, and uh, and I'm not taking advantage of those, which is which is my mis- my mistake. But the thing about Facebook, and here's the deal: you can start a hundred gabs or anything else, and you know, not anything against any of them, but people will not turn away from Facebook because Facebook is the one that you know that's where everybody's at. And uh, and so yes, uh, I'm part of the Tea Party community. I, I haven't uh, I haven't posted much in there the last in the last couple of years, but I've been back in there and I've done some posting recently. And I am going to be reaching out. And you're right, having backup. I, I use Instagram. You can't post uh, links there, but I can post a you know a picture and then a link below it. Uh, but uh, I am using backup media. But uh, I know, like in YouTube, uh, all my videos. They, you know, they demonetized everything. There was one video that, I mean, in three days I had 800-something thousand people on it. And, you know, and, and uh, I mean, I made like $5,000 on that video in three days. And, of course, I never made that much on any other video, but that one I did. But I have some on there that has to be 100,000 uh, hits on it and views. And, yeah, I can't get a penny for any of that because everything that I put up that has anything to do with politics uh, gets demonetized. And so, uh, you know, that's just that's just the price we pay. You know, it's either going to be with me. I mean, I'm not making any money doing this. I'm hoping I will eventually, but uh, right now the the thing is, it's got to be. You know, your heart's got to be in it. It's got to be uh, a calling. You know, if you will, it's got to be something that you do because you feel like it's important to do it. And uh, you know, of course, they're doing the same thing with Facebook and uh, and everything else. And uh, like, you know, shutting me down. And again, I don't even know what I did because that day that they did that, uh, I hadn't posted anything. Uh, you know, so I'm, oh, yeah, I did. I posted about a daycare center, uh, a new daycare center is opening in town. And it was a local thing, and I put it in three or four groups local, and I got banned for it. And so, you know, right. it's crazy. I mean, you know, but I'm, I'm going to use as much backup stuff, and you really, you just hit a nerve there because, you know, I haven't been using that, and I should. Well, I just know that it comes in handy. I I had always stayed away from Twitter myself. Uh, I mean, I had mm-hmm. accounts. I hated it. I thought it was just the home of snark, and I was always frustrated at trying to get my ideas out in the minimum number of characters, or I should say the mm-hmm. maximum allowed. But I have made every effort in the last little bit to go ahead again and utilize 
Uh, I'm still using Facebook, uh, and for some reason, Facebook really hasn't done too much for uh, against me. I have been in Facebook jail a couple of times, and one time was just for sharing a, a link to the show uh, in the same groups that I always shared them in. But mm-hmm. evidently, that there was a troll who didn't like something I had to say, so they reported me. Yeah. I was, uh, in Facebook jail for five days, but uh, I, I've. Yeah. I still use the Facebook. I'm using Twitter. I'm using Tea Party Community. And the one thing over at Tea Party Community, and I'm not sure what the final date's going to be, but they're in the process of migrating their teapartycommunity.com over to a .org. And so right now both sites are operating. So I'm making a point of posting everything on both sites wow. there. I'm using Gab, mm-hmm. uh, which is starting to slowly build up. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Following there as well, and I've got the web uh, <laughs> hooked mm-hmm. up to my, my personal account where I'm using the show account for, uh, at Twitter for the other. And I'm right. still trying to figure out me. We uh, I'll post stuff there, but I don't know that anybody's actually seeing it or whatever. I've got to spend more yeah. time there. But that point still stands that yeah, we need to be on the cutting edge and understand that. These formats are not conservative-friendly, and we have to move forward. No. Uh, we, uh, we also have a, another issue, and like you said, it comes down to this is a calling. You know, I mm-hmm. obviously would like to get at least enough sponsorships and sell enough advertising to at least cover the expenses because it's not free. Mm-hmm. It's costing us to do this, and whether you're doing your website – or I'm doing this show, uh, there is overhead involved. And yes, there it, is. It, is, it is nice when people give you that pat on the back or they keep showing up and they come back for more. Mm-hmm. And I love the folks here at BTR. I hate the platform BTR, but I love the folks that are here listening. That's the only reason I'm still here because of that loyalty and what they've done. And I know you feel the same way. We mm-hmm. have got the message, continue the message, and then at some point, we do have to find a way to at least break even. Uh, have you had trouble selling ad space on the site yet, or uh, is it something you're seeing that's getting easier as people are coming to the site more? Well, I'm, I'm actually set up AdSense on the site, and I have a few people that I've uh, right now uh, I'm more doing a trade-off, uh, you know, uh, so much a month, and then you know, like I, I get my nails done, <laughs> so I do an ad, and uh, and she, you know, she takes care of my nails, and I take care of her ad. So I'm doing some of that right now, uh, and getting the name out there because we're only three weeks old, 
I mean, that's the thing. Today is three weeks, our three-week uh, anniversary of getting up completely going. And uh, and so people are just now really getting, you know, getting to know we're out there. So uh, mostly right now I'm just kind of doing a barter thing with the local community because, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's used to going to the paper, but now they're excited that there's a, a, a media source because the, the newspaper has its own website. However, they I don't know why they do it, but um, they don't really – Pursue it. They'll they'll slap an article up, uh, you know, once a week or something, <laughs> and that's it. They don't, you know, they use it basically as a an incentive for the, you know, if you if you buy an ad, a three by five ad, for one hundred and seventy three dollars and yada yada yada, then we will post your ad on our website. Well, they do, but it doesn't, you know, it it really doesn't have any traffic, and uh, and so people are excited that there's a website that has real news and, you know, and the local stuff. Uh, I was in town the other day. Uh, a big truck went through town and hit a, a telephone pole, broke the telephone pole in half, it crossed the road, cars were down. They literally had to shut down the whole town, rerouted traffic. We were going on back streets and whatever. And so I made it home. I grabbed a couple of pictures of my cell phone, got home, and I wrote it up and put it online and said, if you're in town, avoid this area. This is what's going on. And everybody was thrilled. We had like 900-some people on there in two minutes, you know, because uh, they they had access to information immediately. And that's what uh, what's, they're beginning to see now. So I think that the ads are going to come, you know, once once I get out there, especially having been the editor of the paper and a good one, uh, you know, they're excited about me continuing in that field. So I don't think that's going to be a real problem once I get started pushing the ads. Right. And there is absolutely nothing more American than bartering. So I like that. I think that's uh, – <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it, it does I – mean, it actually gets you a stronger relationship with these folks, uh, and that does allow you, while it's not direct revenue, it allows you to save the money you would have been spending to put it on. So exactly. It, it's, I'm still like going to spend like that it. money to go out and do those things. So uh, I have a – I build websites too, and I'm setting up a, a website server and uh, and uh, where I'll be able to host it, do hosting, I mean, and uh, build websites and then host them. So. Uh, my dentist the other day said, "Well, you know what? I sure do need a new website, and I need a tooth, uh, I need a root canal." <laughs> so, you know, he said, "Well, let's talk about it." So, there's a lot of things that you know that, and I think we're going to go back to a lot of bartering anyway. I think that's just the, you know the the way of the world you know we're headed. But um, the thing is, I still have to pay for that root canal yeah. or build a website. It takes me two hours yeah. to build a website. You know. So, yeah. anyway. It works. Yeah, I like it. I like it. All right. Uh, in the process, though, you said it's still young, uh, but have you run into any controversy yet? Any of the articles you posted uh, got anybody oh, yes. upset with? Oh yes. Oh, tell, um, tell one of the things about. is, I had a situation. Uh, I wrote an article. Ah, I wrote an article about the walk uh, walk away. Just walk away. And I, I, mean, I was just when I saw that. And I'm sure that your listeners are, are familiar with it. If you're not, I suggest you go check out the Walk Away campaign group at Facebook because I guarantee you, you're going to hear some amazing stories. Well, somehow some of these 
wound up on my timeline, and I started reading through them, and I was just so impressed with this fruit. And I, so I was like, what is walk away? Because so, I'd never heard of it. So I started looking into it, and I wrote an article about it. And uh, I posted it, and a, a, a man here in town, uh, he's a, a Democrat. I don't know him. I've seen him uh, on Facebook is all. Uh, I don't know him personally, but he came on there, and he said, uh, you're just trying to start controversy and chaos in Trinity. And I, and I came back, and I said, no, I'm not. And uh, so we we talked to that. We had a wonderful conversation. And by the time we, you know, reached the end of the conversation, we had become friends. And uh, and I really liked the guy. I liked his attitude, even though he's very liberal. And I, what I, I mentioned that there was this woman I sat down with about doing some writing, and she's very liberal, and I thought, well, it would be nice to have some balance. And so she asked me, she said, Sharon, just exactly what has Trump done for the United States? What has he done since he's been in office to help America? And I just, Tim, all I could do was just look at her, like, whoa, because I knew anything I said would repulse her. Anything. Mm-hmm. Nothing that I said, even though he did many, many wonderful things, they were complete opposite of what she wanted. And so all I could talk about was, well, he's talking about getting the veterans, you know, uh, where they can go get health care somewhere else. But the thing is, and I put that in the article, and this guy was like, uh, you're, uh, you're trying to stir controversy. And I realized then that I have to be very careful how I word things. And even when, when you notice I change, when, you talk, when I talk about the left, I talk about the extreme left. Because in, in our communities, as in probably every other community across America, you have Democrats and Republicans that sit side by side in church. Now, I look at some of them and I go, how can you believe in that? But the thing is, they're either not plugged in or, you know, they just don't know. But so the thing is, the last thing I want when I look at them or they look at me is I'm attacking them. So I make sure and have learned something from that to make sure that I say the extreme, because it is the extremes that we're looking at. But when we say the word Democrat, we're talking about everybody. You know, if, if, we're, if we just go to Democrats. But the reality is what we're hearing from, you know, on, on the media so much is the extreme. And so I'm, I'm having to learn to deal with that in a local community where they don't all agree with me. You know, and I still got to go to school board meetings, and I still have to go to city council and all these places, and I still have to deal with Democrats and Republicans. And the last thing I want to do is go in there and have everybody mad at me saying I'm stirring up controversy. So it, I had to really give that some thought and figure out how to deal with that. And that's been a real struggle for me. But I, I, I you know, mostly explain that I'm talking about radical. And if you don't attack them in their mind, and then mostly it's, you know, then, then they'll listen. Sometimes, sometimes they'll listen to what you actually have sometimes. to say. So that's something I dealt with. Yeah. Well, you know, again, that is one of those things. And I try to be really clear about the, the definitions I use. And mm-hmm. you I, do. I, I, I try to avoid uh, Democrats, Republicans. I try to use leftists and conservatives. Yes. And when I say left, I'm not necessarily including everybody who tends to vote Democrat. And I try right. to point that out. As often as I can mm-hmm. think to on the show, but sometimes I don't always remember to do mm-hmm. that. But if you listen more yeah. than once, you'll know. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we're uh, we're getting close on time here, real quick, uh, Sharon. So if you don't mind, uh, any final thoughts you'd like to share, and then of course, uh, 
websites, and uh, if you invite people to follow you on social media, feel free to throw that out as well. Okay. Uh, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to come and, and spend some time with you and talk about Trinity County News. Our website is trinity-county.news. And uh, we are, like you, know, like you said, we're, uh, we're local, but we're also the state and national news and even global. If something's going on globally, we want to hear about it and we want to put it out there. We have excellent writers, and, uh, and we want to do something that matters. And that's what you know. That's the direction we're headed in. And uh, we encourage you to go on the on the site. If you go on the site and read something, hit us on Facebook and, and click like and like us on Facebook. And uh, then you'll be able to have uh, the articles cross your path. And also down at the bottom, we have a, a, a mail list. One time a day, an email goes out at night of all the articles that were posted that day, which I really like that. But uh, so it's not like your mailbox is full or anything, but one time a day you get information. And so just join us at Trinity County News, and uh, we'll be bringing all kinds of things to light. All right. Thank you for uh, joining us for this uh, Sunday afternoon conversation, Sharon. Appreciate it. Uh, Wouldn't like to uh, leave you before uh, we let you go with uh, one thought from Mary uh, in the chat room. She wants to make it clear that uh, there's nothing wrong with a little controversy and that sometimes you have to stir up the uh, pot if you're going to keep the soup from burning. So I love how Mary <laughs> thinks. And, uh, that's, yeah. if, if you'd like to put that quote in one of your articles, remember that's Mary Bachman, and she's also known as the Tsarina and the Bouncer, and she is the queen of BTR as far as conservative shows are concerned. And uh, as you can tell, she has a flair for words herself. Yes, would you uh, would you send that uh, her, all that information on her to me? Because I probably will wind up using that eventually. I like that, <laughs> Mary. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a, that's a wonderful thought. But when you live in a small yeah. town, you want to be careful that you're not known as a as a troublemaker. And I think that's what this guy was trying to say. But we worked it out. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Sharon. And I will, of course, be in touch with you again soon. God bless and right. keep up all the great. All right. You have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Sharon Schutz. Now, uh, for those of you who are longtime listeners to the show, uh, like Mary, who's in the chat room, has been for some time, she may actually remember a while back when Sharon was on uh, fairly frequently. In fact, she was on almost uh, often enough that uh, she was practically a co-host. At that point in time, she was heavily into uh, – promoting her website, Lady Patriots, and they even had a show here at BTR called Lady Patriots, and one of the first things I got to do as a guest on one of the shows was over there, and, uh, you know, sometimes uh, she, uh, sometimes Sharon can come across as being uh, a little, I guess, small town is the word, which isn't a bad thing, but sometimes that puts people off when you're trying to host a show, but I find uh, I find that uh, it's part of what makes her genuine and part of what makes her real. And I've always enjoyed uh, uh, talking with her. And uh, even uh, if she sounds like she's got her tinfoil hat on full strength, uh, it's obvious that uh, you know if you don't have a few tinfoil hats uh, of your own these days, you're just not paying attention. 
Uh, all right, so I will pass that uh, uh, information along, Mary, for you. Uh, let her know to look you up on Facebook, and of course, she is uh, on TeaPartyCommunity.com as well. I've known that for a while, and uh, you know, just she's she's a great person, which is part of why I like talking with her and having her on. And she's dedicated to the cause. I mean, she is. So let's go ahead and uh, do uh, the uh, songs and stories uh, veterans tip and then the Edwards Notebook. And hopefully by the time I get through all that, Ron will be joining us on the line as he's scheduled to. And uh, meanwhile, stay with me. I will be right back. Dan Perkins here with your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans, tip of the day. First of all, I want to thank you for your service to our country. You were getting ready for your 4th of July barbecue, but you noticed how worn out your old grill was. You made it through, but what next? Before you buy that next grill, make sure you're getting a veteran's discount when you buy that grill or anything from a hardware store. I'm a veteran and I found out that one of my favorite places to shop has a veteran's discount. Lowe's has made it simple and easy to enroll. Just go to the customer service department and tell them you want to apply for a veteran's discount. So here is your veteran's... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tip of the day. Go shopping, and if you see something you like, ask the owner if they have a veteran's discount. Then check out the selection of grills at Lowe's and be sure to enroll for the 10% discount, not only on that grill, but everything else you buy. This has been Dan Perkins with your songs and stories for soldiers, veterans tip of the day. This is Diamond and Silk, and we never miss a page from the Edward Notebook. Beijing accused the United States of opening fire on the world. Hello, I'm... Ron Edwards, on today's page from the Edwards Notebook. For decades, the United States has been literally been abused and taken advantage of. When it comes to trade, many nations have all slapped massive tariffs, ranging from 10 to 25% against various U.S. products, while enjoying very low tariffs, averaging 2.5% when sending their goods to America. Let's not forget that China has been allowed to run the okie-doke on America and steal the intellectual property of innovative U.S. companies and use that to compete against our corporations. So along came President Trump, who sought to level the playing field and proposed that all nations drop tariffs and openly and fairly compete in a true free market environment. China and other nations are responding with more tariffs and complaints because they would rather screw over the United States than compete fairly and prosper in a free trade situation. President Trump, I thank you for seeing the big picture and standing up for America while fighting for true free trade that would benefit all nations. 
And don't miss the Ron Edwards Experience, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, on AmericaMatters.us, SHR Media, and Sunday Midnights on Talk America Radio. I'm Ron Edwards. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I am back. Thanks for staying with me. Uh, Always glad to have you here. Uh, That is, after all, part of why I do this. Uh, Ron is not called in yet, uh, so I'm going to assume that he is either uh, busy with the honeydew list or busy working. Uh, after all, he is a rather busy guy. So I'm going to try to keep one eye on the uh, call bank and uh, see uh, if he gets in. Uh, if something came up, he hasn't had an opportunity to let me know yet. But uh, Ron is – well, he's always been extremely generous with this time, so I – I do know that he would not be missing for no reason and is likely to join us if he gets the chance. So we'll keep an eye out, and in the meanwhile, we'll just keep going. After all, there are a couple other stories that I definitely want to talk about, and we're going to. So let's jump right in. Uh, How many of you guys remember Al Franken? Uh, Yeah, some of you might remember him from Saturday Night Live. Some of you might remember him from that ridiculous stint where he was actually a U.S. senator. No, he – that wasn't another skit for Saturday Night Live, although it certainly seemed like it at times. Well, you see, Al seems to be a little confused now. Perhaps it's early onset uh, dementia. I don't know. But he went ahead and released a list of questions… For Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Kavanaugh. Problem is, there's no reason for him to have a list of questions. He's not going to get to ask them because he's not a U.S. senator anymore. Resigned, you know, back when those pictures surfaced of him posing like he was going to be groping a uh, a female uh, while they were on the plane flying back from forward theaters when he was supposed to be entertaining the troops. Ah, Yeah, that came out. It became a thing. And unfortunately for Al, it happened right in the midst of the beginning stages of the Me Too movement. So the party turned their back on him, and he was basically forced to resign, and he tried to stall. And you know, So now the question is, Has he forgotten that he's no longer a U.S. senator, or did he think since he released this on Saturday night that somehow maybe he was still on the cast of Saturday Night Live and that it would just be funny if a former U.S. senator did this? Well, I tend to think that he probably doesn't find anything funny about it. See, as I already mentioned, late Saturday night, Al Franken released a list of questions for Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. There was just one problem. Al Franken won't be able to question Kavanaugh because he's no longer a sitting U.S. senator. Franken, who has not changed his Twitter handle from U.S. Senator Al Franken, at least not yet, despite having resigned from office amid a series of sexual harassment allegations, announced his opposition to Kavanaugh on Saturday night in a post on Facebook. Yeah, I know. You thought I was going to say Twitter, didn't you? I wouldn't buy me. That's where they usually do this. <laughs> At any rate, uh, his post reads as follows. When Judge Brent Kavanaugh appears before the Senate Judiciary Committee, I wish I could be there because I have some questions I'd love to see him answer. Here they are. 
And then there's a link uh, to probably a large series of questions, but uh, we'll continue there. Anyway, what follows is a fever dream in which Franken nails Brent Kavanaugh for a, a comment Kavanaugh made during his official introduction last Monday, suggesting that President Donald Trump presided over a uh, a thorough and extensive vetting process, and that no president has ever consulted more widely or talked with more people from more backgrounds to seek input. In fact, here's what he said in the post. When Judge Brett Kavanaugh appears before the Senate Judiciary Committee, senators will have the opportunity to examine his record, his judicial philosophy, and his qualifications for a lifetime appointment to the Supreme Court. I wish I could be there because I have some questions I'd love to see him answer. Question number one, Judge Kavanaugh, welcome. I'd like to start with a series of yes or no questions. The first one is a gimme. Do you think it's proper for judges to determine – and then it trails off, so you actually have to do the hit and more thing, which I'm not wasting my time with here. So if you want to, by all means, but at any rate, bottom line here is Franken concluded by noting that he knows precisely what would happen in the exchange. That Kavanaugh would reveal he was selected through a shoddy, disgraceful process, conducting using resources from those nefarious, shady, conservative groups. You know the ones, folks like the Federalist Society and the Heritage Foundation. Ooh, they just, it scares me just to think of them. And that Kavanaugh has worked from the beginning as if pushed. By a vision of a future where Donald Trump nominated him to be on the Supreme Court, to cover his tracks as an utterly partisan official. Yes, he knew from the very beginning, ladies and gentlemen, that he would be tapped to be a U.S. Supreme Court judge. This is what Al Franken wants you to believe. Quote, the truth is, for the last generation… Conservatives have politicized the court and the courts. Kavanaugh is the very model of a young, arch-conservative judge who has been groomed for moments like this precisely because conservative activists know that he will issue expansive activist rulings to further their agenda. He has spent his whole career carefully cultivating a reputation as a serious and thoughtful legal scholar, but he wouldn't have been on the list if he weren't committed to the right-wing cause. Yeah, this is Franken. Now, a lot of Franken's comments are as Ever been as colorful as he is, and you can you can never be too sure if he's trying to utilize his rather dry version of humor or if he's serious. Sadly, I think he was serious in most of what he wrote. But then a lot of folks have commented on Franken's post urging him to return to the Senate. But the post itself makes clear that Franken's contribution to the federal lawmaking process hasn't been missed. And beyond that, 
Why is it that anyone would believe for even a second that Al Franken could just return to the Senate? Why is it that anyone other than those dedicated Kool-Aid drinkers believe that Al Franken ever did a good job representing them? Because you know, aside from a few of the ultra-left-leaning folks in his district, he really doesn't represent a very American point of view, and he never has. The very fact that he seems to think that someone who has approached his job on the bench as someone who's supposed to be thoughtful, scholarly, and pay a special adherence to the law as it stands and the Constitution as it's written, how that is right-wing radicalism, how that is activism. Like Mary, <laughs> like Mary points out in the chat room, if there's anyone who's politicized the court, it is the left. And of course then she says that they politicized everything, and it's because they have an agenda, and their agenda is to try and push things through, and they use the courts when they can't get enough support through the legislative branch because ultimately there are still enough of our representatives that have to answer to enough people back home who maybe even vote Democratic but aren't flaming socialists. That don't want America to become a land of socialism, that don't want the republic that we fought for, that our brave forefathers lived and died for and risked everything they had for, they don't want that to be lost. And it doesn't matter if you want to say I'm a democratic socialist or if you want to say I'm a Leninist or a Marxist socialist. At the end of the day, whatever adjective you put in front of socialism is it still socialism, and socialism is doomed to failure. Socialism is doomed because it can never work. Collectivism is never a feature that is going to play out well with a group of people larger than three. And that's simply because you cannot do anything. I don't care how you try. You cannot do anything to remove the failings of human nature. You can put two or three good people together, and good things will happen. By the time you've added four or five, even some good people are eventually going to give in to the temptation of being able to abuse the situation. Human nature has a certain component of laziness to it, which is why we were built to need a purpose. Something must drive us. We must push forward. Al Franken, like a lot of other leftists, are out of their minds about the possibility of Donald J. Trump getting to pick three, maybe even four Supreme Court justices before his terms are over. And they're out of their minds because he has a list, and he's stuck to that list. And on that list, you have a group of outstanding judges. And what makes them outstanding isn't that they have a political agenda, but much the opposite. 
I wrote an article talking about how Kavanaugh conservatives should have some legitimate concerns about Kavanaugh because he's at least open to some leftist ideas. Kavanaugh is, after all, the individual who came up with the idea that the fair share penalty under Obamacare is actually a tax. It's written as a fine. He didn't read the law as it was written. He rewrote it. To claim it was a tax. He was the first person to come up with that. He passed that along to Chief Justice Roberts, and that's how we ended up with Obamacare being determined to be constitutional because it was a tax. It doesn't say it's a tax. If it doesn't say it's a tax in the law, that doesn't really explain why you read it to be one. And that's just the big one. There were some other smaller things. I mean, Kavanaugh granted standing to an atheist who was trying to sue the government over the Pledge of Allegiance. And I'm sorry, but the legal standard for having standing has always been that you are directly affected and that you are part of a group that was targeted specifically. And I'm sorry, but by having the phrase "one nation under God" in the de- in the declaration in the uh, Pledge of Allegiance is not targeting anyone because even if you're atheist this nation is still under god's protection and you're perfectly free to believe or not believe as you choose it doesn't change anything because you are not damaged in any way you're not damaged by hearing someone else say god you're not damaged in any way by someone saying bless you you're not damaged in any way with someone saying merry christmas Now to hear certain atheists tell it, oh, it offends their delicate sensibilities to a point that causes them real harm. But really, what harm does it cause? Because personally, I don't want to meet the person that suffers real harm from someone saying, may the Lord bless you, from someone saying, Merry Christmas, from someone saying, Happy Easter. From someone saying, God bless you, and from someone saying, one nation under God. I don't want to meet that person because if you suffer real harm from something like that, there's a good chance that the devil be in you, son. (laughs) Let me bring some of my East Tennessee charm into play. Satan be gone. You are possessed if that literally causes you harm. <laughs> it's just that simple. Because there is no harm in it. There is no harm. How is there harm in somebody who believes in the divinity of Christ wishing you positive things, whether you believe or not? Where's the harm in that? Where's the negative? There isn't any. It's just outrageous. Far from the most outrageous we deal with, but it's ridiculous. So Conservatives have a reason to be concerned about Kavanaugh. In fact, as far as the people that are on Donald Trump's list, Brett Kavanaugh is perhaps the most agreeable to leftists, <coughs> or at least the one on the list that most leftists should get behind rather than be against. Because most of the others are more strict and more urgent about being an originalist to the Constitution. And that's the real threat, the originalist. I am original. 
Uh, and Mary's right again in the chat room when she says uh, the left, uh, these leftists, these uh, hardcore extreme leftist uh, folks in our government, they want to they want to use the court to push unconstitutional values. And they're right. She says that JWs have never stood for the pledge or a tent or anthem. And um, yeah. She also says, I worry about him. We have to be aware that this is Al Franken's desperate attempt to try and show the Democratic Party first and for uh, most of all that um, he's still relevant. He could be a player for them, that they shouldn't have turned their back on him, and that he's going to get enough people to make those comments about how they wish he'd come back to the Senate and how he probably should. It wouldn't surprise me any, knowing the way Al Franken has behaved in the past, if he doesn't decide to run as an independent at some point down the road. If he can get, I guess, 13 people to say, come back, we need you, Al, uh, to say, with the overwhelming swell of report, there was 12, the overwhelming swell of support, I have decided to come back and – if the Democratic Party won't have me, I'll run as an independent, but I promise you I am a democratic socialist. Why? Because that's the cool thing to be right now. It's cool. I wrote an article about that over at Trinity County News. Anybody who wants to go check it out. In fact, I've got about five articles up over there, and uh, that's five articles in less than two weeks' time that I've been uh, submitting stuff over there. And they've picked up quite nicely. But anyway… This, uh, this whole notion, it's, it's all about the left. The left were the first to politicize the Supreme Court, and, and they're going to continue to politicize the Supreme Court. And you hear a ten of that in something that Hillary Clinton said, and that's the next story we're going to talk about. I do keep checking to see if Ron's uh, gotten in on the switchboard, and so far he has not. And if he doesn't make it in, uh, no sweat, we'll reschedule. Uh, I hate to miss him. <laughs> But uh, like I said, he's a busy guy. But there was another story, and uh, this happened just recently. Hillary Clinton, also desperate to try and keep her uh, import at the front of the mind of every Democratic voter, she took things a step further when it came to Brett Kavanaugh. Hillary Clinton actually said that the Supreme Court nominee Kavanaugh could bring back slavery, and I'm not exaggerating here. This isn't taking what she said out of context, and this isn't trying to uh, stretch out what she said, taking the context into effect and then putting words in her mouth where she just insinuated it. This is where she was at. <sighs> Let me just read you the article first. It was only a matter of time before failed presidential candidate Hillary Clinton weighed in on President Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh. And it appears to have been time uh, that uh, she spent working on a top-notch critique, one that claims that Kavanaugh could return the United States to the days of slavery. They're going to put you back on the plantation. going to put you back in chains. 
speaking to the American Federation of Teachers uh, this past Friday night, Clinton warned of devastating consequences of Kavanaugh as confirmed to the bench, saying, quote, let me say a word about the nomination of Judge Kavanaugh to the Supreme Court. See, now, if I was going to say a word, it would be competent, perhaps qualified, perhaps fair, perhaps balanced. Perhaps willing hmm. – I'm going to have to use more than one word there <laughs> – willing to hear both sides of the argument, you know, things that a judge should do, things we actually expect judges to do, even when it comes to cases that involve questions where we don't think there's really anything to talk about. Now, we all have our biases, and we all have our preferred outcomes of every case that goes – in front of any court, especially the Supreme Court. But at the end of the day, like I pointed out with some of the cases that Kavanaugh has ruled on and his failure to join dissents that criticized Roe versus Wade, is he has some instances that legitimately could raise red flags for conservatives. And I made the case that he could legitimately end up becoming the actual replacement for Justice Kennedy in so much as he could become that next swing vote that would tend to allow leftist policies to proceed or allow them to stand at the very least, whereas a constitutionalist would have decided to just strike it down. But that's not the way the left sees it. Anyway, Clinton asked if she could say a word, and then she, of course, says more than one word. I would have loved it if she had stayed to just one word. But anyway, in her speech to this group, she continued by saying, this nomination holds out the threat of devastating consequences for workers' rights, for civil rights, LGBT rights. Women's rights, including those to make our own health decisions. I wonder if she spent two and a half seconds thinking about how LGBT rights sometimes get in the way of women's rights. I would imagine not. You know, the coalition of intersectionality is coming to an end, and the enemy of my enemy isn't always my friend if you're on the left. Anyway, she continued, <clears throat> it is a blatant attempt by this administration to shift the balance of the court for decades and to reverse decades of progress. Now, at this point, I'd have to remind you that this progress she's talking about is the movement of the so-called progressives, the folks that are on the extreme left, the people who believe in globalism, the people who believe in eugenics, the people who believe that… We're just cannon fodder, and that people like Hillary are just useful idiots. That's the progress that she's talking about. And being the useful idiot she is for them, she doesn't even recognize the fact that anytime you're undoing the Constitution, 
that's not progress. Sure, you're changing. You're moving forward from a point in time, but are you moving in a positive direction? You're moving in a negative direction, which I would indicate is probably a move backwards every time that you try to dismantle our constitution, which is what progressives are trying to do. Anyway, it's when she said that. It's when she said that it could shift the balance of the court for decades and reverse decades of progress. That's where she landed smack dab in the middle of her new strategy of attack, you know, the one where she's retur- warning of a return to the agrarian pre-Civil War America. Back to quoting Miss Clinton, she said, I used to worry that they, they being the Republicans, wanted to turn the clock back to the 1950s. Now I worry they want to turn it back to the 1850s. Now the 1850s, of course, predate the American Civil War, meaning that Clinton believes that under Kavanaugh, it may be possible for the United States to return to a time when enslaving members of the human race was not simply legal but regularly practiced in many states. Given her fear for both women and minorities, it seems she's – I don't know – kind of piling on. To the leftist fear of an institutionalized handmaid's tale, you know, where subjugation is a matter of course. Now, it's pretty ridiculous to be in that mindset. It's not as if the handmaid's tale, especially as it has been, and I guarantee you, uh, I will interject this in the middle of my interjection, I guarantee you. Fewer than 5% of the people that watch the show or at least know that the show on Hulu is even on have any idea that it was first a book written some time back or have the slightest idea that there was a movie before that. And during the course of this, they probably have very little idea about questioning the validity of the writing or questioning the validity of the storytelling involved simply because… In their minds, this is an attack against their political enemies because this is the picture that the ultra-leftists have painted of conservatives and in particular Republicans for a long time now. We just want to get our women back in the kitchens and keep them barefoot and pregnant. Their bodies are for our amusement, and that's it. Make me happy and make me babies. Got to have an air, you know. I don't know anybody who really thinks that way, and I live in the south, and I travel to places further south than the part I'm in. I have friends on social media from around the world, so some of them are from points further south. I don't know anybody who really thinks that way, and it's hard-pressed to believe that someone else is so naive as to believe that people still think that way. It's an exaggeration to think that in the 1950s that a majority of people in this country really believed that way. 
there was an appearance that that was the model of happiness in the American uh, culture, but it wasn't about keeping them in the kitchen and keeping them pregnant, talking about your women, of course. It was about having a happy home life and that Americans believed you could accomplish that through the traditional nuclear family. And I'm sorry, by the time you had two kids, that was your uh, traditional nuclear family. If you were having more kids than that, you were probably out in the agrarian place, which is part of where we're talking about going back to the 1850s instead of the 1950s. And they keep reaching further and further back. But the reality of the circumstances, they do believe people thought that because, well, they're the ones who are really close-minded, and they haven't bothered to take the time to get to know any of us. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway, and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Anyway, I digress and return to the article. Obviously, they believe that we're going to return to a point in time where subjugation is a matter of course. Now, that would be a tough hill to climb for Kavanaugh you know, if that was actually his goal. If this is really what Kavanaugh has in mind, he's going to have a little trouble getting there because once you consider that he would need to retroactively declare the 13th Amendment off the books, a declaration that would require not just a Supreme Court decision… But an action by a majority of American states because it would require a constitutional amendment. Now, Clinton clearly has no idea what it means to be an originalist when it comes to the Constitution. Ironically, Clinton closed out her speech by warning the American Federation of Teachers to embrace their political opponents, lest politi- President Trump sow the seeds of disunity. She warned that Trump is trying to rip the heart out of America and turn us against each other. They want to divide and conquer, suggesting, of course, that the president's Supreme Court nominee will overturn the Constitution uh, and uh, as a whole. <laughs> but he's definitely going to overturn the constitutional ban on slavery in America. Hmm. Certainly doesn't move the needle in the right direction, does it? So she did. She suggested in front of all these people, all teachers, of course, 
that Kavanaugh is part of Donald Trump's evil plan to bring back slavery. Again, I take this opportunity to remind you that much like the story about Al Franken earlier, this is merely a desperate attempt on the part of Miss Clinton to try and indicate that she is somehow still valuable and prominent on the national stage. She is valuable to the Democratic Party as a voice who can reach the masses. She is valuable to the Republicans. The longer she stays a mainstream, the longer she stays somewhere in that top five of possible candidates in the next presidential run for the Democrats, that is a gold mine for anybody. Whether Donald Trump runs again or if he decides he's had enough after one term or whether something tragic occurs and Trump ends up only with one term or if uh, – Trump does run that second term. It doesn't matter who ends up running that next go-round. It's a treasure trove of great opportunities for uh, Republicans to run against because it is absurd, and it demonstrates. It demonstrates clearly that either A, Miss Clinton is willing to say and do anything to try and mislead a group of people that she wants to vote for her, or B… And this is one that should be more disconcerting if you're going to consider that they're going to put her in a held office that she actually herself truthfully doesn't have any understanding of how these parts of our federal government are designed to work. I mean I'm beginning to wonder. Maybe it's just me, but I am beginning to wonder, beginning to question… Maybe she really doesn't know. It's making me rethink the whole uh, classified email bit when she said that she didn't know that C stood for uh, for classified. <coughs> when she said that uh, she didn't know what the C stood for, maybe she doesn't. Maybe she has some health issues of the mental variety. I mean she is old enough now uh, that – and I, I don't want to uh, – I'll stand by the statement, but I don't want to sound like I'm just throwing bombs or trying to be rude or trying to be mean to anybody. But we all are aware that dementia and Alzheimer's is something that continues to grow in this nation. More and more people are, are – Suffering from it, and it comes uh, in a lot of ways having to do with modern lifestyles, and they're still trying to get to the bottom of what the cause is, so on and so forth. There are no viable treatments that reverse or undo it. There are currently treatments that slow its progress. That's where we're at. There is no inherent Attack when I suggest that people like Nancy Pelosi, who have demonstrated erratic behavior, or people like Hillary Clinton, who has also 
displayed erratic behavior during the course of her last campaign and showed other signs of other health issues as well, could be suffering from a malady. And this malady could mean that at some <clears throat> that at some point, maybe she did understand what that C meant, but maybe she doesn't anymore. Maybe she really didn't know it was her responsibility when she was Secretary of State to make sure that our ambassadors had the necessary security and the upgrades when they were requested when they were in hostile territory. And the reason she wouldn't have known that would have been because maybe she has a health issue that's clouding her judgment and preventing her from being able to do these things. So at this point, she seems cogent. She seems to be very sharp in these uh, speeches she gave, or at least as sharp as I've ever seen her be, which then in and of itself, now this is a personal critique. It's, she's never been that great at giving a speech, I don't believe. She's had a few here and there where it's actually uh, managed to accomplish the goal and got the crowd fired up. She manages to get the crowd fired up sometimes anyway, even when it's not a great speech because the expectations of who she's speaking to are pretty low. She, you see, to be someone in front of a crowd that wants to support the left, that believes all of the ultra-left's stories and fairy tales about who conservatives are, that group that thinks that uh, we're all Neanderthals and uh, we're all out uh, kissing our cousins in the backyard and that we're ready to just uh, bring back slavery and uh, we believe we're going to raise the Confederacy again and, and all that. The, the folks that want to believe that to be true, they're ready to hear any confirmation. You don't have to have any proof. Just tell them what they want to hear. <coughs> Excuse me. Hillary Clinton is good at telling people what they want to hear as long as it's those people. And granted, we do have some folks on the right that they get so caught up, and they're so angry, and they're so tired of being marginalized that they'll speak up, and they'll say things, and a lot of times they'd probably rethink it uh, if they had had a few seconds uh, to cool down before they said it. But at the end of the day, they'll still stand by it because they're still being pushed into a corner. There is perhaps an extremely small number of actual white supremacists in this country. Those people may actually want to see a return to slavery, although actually I would think based on the rhetoric I hear that rather than a return to slavery, they'd rather just ship everybody who's not Caucasian uh, out of the country. It's hard to have slaves if you send them away. So I don't even think slavery is big on their agenda. But the United States currently is set up in a fashion so that slavery is gone. And it takes more than one Supreme Court judge to tip the balance of the court to the point that they're going to undo the Constitution. Because what she doesn't seem to understand is that the conservative justices that currently sit on the court want us to abide by the Constitution, not try to interpret the living, breathing, ever-changing meaning of the words, which is a bunch of hooey to begin with. 
I will take my chances with a court of nine Kavanaugh's over a court with two Alega Kagan. Kagan, scary. Sonia Sotomayor, nice person, not a very good jurist since she's been on the Supreme Court. Ruth Bader Ginsburg literally has made the statement that our Constitution is no longer a relevant document in the modern age. She said that as she was a setting justice. Those people are the people that are a threat to that so-called progress you're talking about because every bit of real progress in this country, every single bit of true, honest-to-goodness progress in this country has been a result of conservative ideas and blessings from the the good Lord above. We… When I say we now, I refer to our founders and the framers of the Constitution. We fought for our independence, and then we built a federated constitutional republic. We built a framework of a government that required one branch to execute the laws, that required another branch to be divided into two houses, one representing the people, one representing the states, and for those two houses to have to confer and merge together any laws before they could be taken to the executive branch and then have yet another, a third, a judicial branch that was designed to make sure that the people, states, and the executive all were still operating within the confines of the Constitution. We have a republic for the express purpose of protecting the rights of minorities. Every single time you hear somebody talk about how they want to get rid of the Electoral College, that is them saying, wah, wah, it didn't work the way we wanted it. But as soon as you got rid of it, as soon as the political pendulum has shifted and they no longer had a voice, they no longer had a means to, to determine who the next president was going to be, they would want it back in a heartbeat. Why? Because the Electoral College was designed as another safeguard, another stopgap to prevent the majority from just running roughshod over the minorities. Our republic was designed in such a way so that states' rights would never be forgotten and would never be an afterthought to any of these issues. It's part of why the 17th Amendment needs to be done away with. The states need to go back to picking their senators. States' issues are still vital, and our republic works better when that is a part of the conversation before any bill becomes law. These folks want to use the want to use the uh, the Supreme Court to dismantle the Constitution. That's why they pick activist judges, and that's why they want to paint every conservative or every originalist, every judge right now that's willing to say that um, I think that the Constitution is still the guiding uh, light for our judicial branch, they want to paint them as a radical. And I'm sorry, that idea has not been radical in this nation since the 1700s. 
since before this nation was a nation. The simple ideas that individual liberty, that true freedom should exist, and that everyone should have the right to pursue their happiness. No guarantees. Nobody's going to set back and say, hey, we got you back if it falls apart. It's on you. Dare to dream. Dream as big or as little as you want. You go do you. Be free. That was the idea. And it's an idea that brings out the greatness in people. If you have it in you, it will come out because you are free to strive, and you are free to do what you do best, and you're free to fail. You're free to go out there and find out the things that you think you like to do but that you can't so that you can learn, and you can either get better or you realize time to make a change. But you have that freedom. You don't have that same freedom in places like the former Soviet Union where they decided for you what your job would be, and heaven help you if you weren't very good at it because… Your fate would not. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That'd be a good one. No choices. And that's where socialism, which utilizes communism as their economic system more often than not, that's where socialism always leads to. You're back on the freaking animal farm. And, of course, until the revolution is complete, all animals are equal. But as soon as the farmer has been... Uh, tossed off the farm, that original power that existed before, once that's done, then all of a sudden some animals are more equal than others. And it's always the ones who think they're the smartest, isn't it? Ladies and gentlemen, Hillary Rodham Clinton is desperate to be relevant. She's not done trying to be the president of the United States. But that's what makes this language even more dangerous because if you're going to be president of the United States, then how in the name of all that's holy in heaven do you expect to not understand, first and foremost, how our government's supposed to work? And presumably that if you really cared about these minorities that you keep talking about, you would want it to work in an originalist fashion. Because that's when it's at its best at protecting everyone. That's when it's at its best at slowing the process down. People keep talking, oh, we're so tired of this gridlock. We don't want this uh, to go on. We want people that are going to go there and get stuff done. When you stop and think about what it is they want to get done, you might want to rethink that. That gridlock was built in. I mean maybe not to the same uh, example that we see currently when Democrats are just trying to stop Republicans because it's a Republican. But there was a certain amount of gridlock. The, the founders, they believed that the folks would debate and that they would take the time to look at every angle with the intent of avoiding unintended consequences. 
The idea was to prevent knee-jerk reactions because, as we've talked about before, more often than not, the knee-jerk reaction is most often the worst possible one. It was designed specifically to allow time to get emotion out and to allow logic and reason to come back into the discussion before anything was done. Now, the title of today's broadcast is Trump Punishes CNN. I bring that up again to try and round up of how all these different stories still fall together in essence. Because every story today was a question about the viability of the Constitution. You see, if Trump was really going to punish CNN through executive actions, then that would be a violation of our Constitution. But what Trump did was exercise his privilege to decide who he was going to speak to and who he would not. He's allowed to do that. So if CNN feels like they're being punished, maybe they should stop and think about why. Why do you think you're being punished? In truth, you're being told we're not going to continue to reward your bad behavior. Donald Trump, no matter how you feel about him, no matter what you think about him, Donald Trump has never once came out and said, I demand complete and total uh, loyalty by the media or I will banish you. He's not always been happy about the coverage he gets at Fox News, but at Fox News, with the exception of maybe uh, Shepard Smith, who still not sure why he even has a job over there considering he doesn't really fit, there is an effort. You've got a couple of folks that are kind of in the bag for Trump. Uh, I hate to say it about Sean Hannity. I've always liked Sean, and I've always had a lot of respect for him and his journalistic integrity. But Sean Hannity is in the bag for Donald Trump and has been since about his second interview with him. But then you have other folks that really aren't in the bag, but they report fairly. They'll ask a legitimate question. They'll let other people ask the legitimate question. They'll give them the credence to say, okay, well, this question is legitimate. They do not simply try to paint everything Donald Trump does is a failure, that it's not working, blah, blah, blah. They don't take an unfair slant, which is exactly what happens at CNN, at MSNBC, at NBC, at CBS, at ABC, at every other freaking mainstream media network under God's green earth, in God's green earth, under God's blue sky. This is what happens. That's why Donald Trump calls CNN fake news. They deserve the mantle. They've claimed it, and every time they or Time Magazine or the New York Times does something out of the ordinary, and then they're still so shocked. But in truth, Donald J. Trump did not punish CNN. He simply said, as long as you're going to be so disrespectful, we're not going to reward your network with these interviews. You'll just have to report about the interviews on a different network. Sorry. When it comes to the gentleman in New Jersey, again, due process, very important concept that comes straight from our Constitution. Where is Al Franken or Hillary Rodham Clinton on the consideration of this? 
Well, we have to find ways to make it easier for law enforcement to take guns from people, although 97% of the time when it comes to people on that same side of the aisle, law enforcement is the bad guy. Well, I've come to realize that a big part of the reason they think law enforcement is the bad guy is because usually they're criminals themselves once they get to that level. For crying out loud, how is Hillary Clinton not in an orange jumpsuit by now? How? How is that the case? Al Franken, if he had not been a sitting U.S. senator by the time those pictures came out of him uh, posing like he was groping that chick on the military plane coming back, he would have went to jail for that. He would have. Why didn't he? Well, because he's Al Franken and because he was a sitting U.S. senator at the time, so they're going to protect that, even though the party did kind of turn their back on him, and they expected him to resign, and he still has hurt feelings about it. That's why he was talking about his list of questions for Kavanaugh. And expect, boys and girls, that this week will be just as fun-filled and action-packed as last week was. Last week was – it was a great one. We got to see uh, Stroke, Mr. Peter Stroke, testify in front of Congress. Talked about that Friday night. We got to see uh, all kinds of fun facts, and the media attacked Donald Trump over his handling of the NATO meeting and over his visit with Theresa May. And what we've got to look forward to this coming week, Donald Trump is going to have a long-awaited meeting with Vladimir Putin, which, of course, the media will downplay as being a nothing, if anything good should come of it, and make a, a huge big deal about it if nothing comes out of it. And uh, they want to talk about how he's just rubber stamping and green lighting Putin's agenda. We know this is what's going to happen. The question is going to be who's going to say the dumbest thing, who's going to say the smartest thing, who's going to make a legitimate case, and is one of the party bigwigs going to say something so outrageous that we just have to talk about it? Well, that's where we are, ladies and gentlemen, and that's where we're continuing to go, and I think… That's probably going to be where I'm going to leave things today. So, poor Al, he's never been relevant. Collusion, collusion. Yeah, Mary in the chat room still going strong. I want to thank Mary for uh, hanging out with us today in the chat room. Thank you, Mary, for being here. I always uh, appreciate you being here and always miss you when you're not. So, uh, thanks for being here today. I want to thank today's guest, uh, Dr. Sharon Sutz, as you. If you listen to the whole broadcast, you've certainly heard us have a conversation that you, know, I, you may have found interesting if you've ever thought about trying to start your own website and get to hear some of the insights of somebody who's been uh, determined to do that. <laughs> Democrats, the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> I'm glad, <laughs> glad that I could be here too. She's uh, still cracking on me for being late into the chat room. Uh, thank you, Mary. And uh, yeah, it's it's just so cool. I mean, I'm sorry that we did not have Ron on today, but we'll get Ron on again soon, and I'm sure that we'll have a great conversation. I would have loved to have gotten his take over the struck testimony and all that because I, I know he's got some interesting uh, 
point of view to share there. But uh, we may still include that when we do get them on next. In the meanwhile, you know by now, unless this is your first time listening to the show, you know how things end here. Don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort and to use your brain if you really want to tap into the truth. That's going to be it for today. I suspect that I will be back for Wednesday and Friday nights, uh, <laughs> as far as I know. Um, not much way of uh, scheduled guests just yet, so watch for announcements through social media. And in the meanwhile, let's do a little Matt Fitzgibbons. Uh, I'm still feeling kind of upbeat, so let's do Promise on a Dream. Please, if you get a moment or two, check out PatriotMusic.com. That's uh, Matt's site. He's a tremendous historian. He is a great musician. I want to thank him once again for giving me permission to use some of his tunes here. Uh, check him out. And if you've already been there, check him out again. He's always starting up new projects. That's it for me. God bless and have a great week, everybody. Built a promise on a dream Like nothing else the world has seen We built a promise on a dream We built a promise we 13 We crossed the land bridge Across the ocean A long, long time ago We tracked the herds here Follow fortune on the glacial ice and snow. We came as sailors searching for adventure. We came in from the east. We crossed the ocean. We followed fortune, and our numbers they increased. For the people stepped onto the shore. Because of the first one to die Because along with the traitors They brought new disease The worst way that cultures collide We built a promise on a dream Like nothing else the world has seen We built a promise on a dream we built the promise we 13. Love the freedom that we created. But the king saw us as slaves. We took our rights back to beat his soldiers. And our flag still proudly waves. And ever since we've been the one place it called.
failed to promise on a dream Like nothing else the world has seen We failed to promise on a dream Like nothing else the world has seen We failed to promise on a dream We failed to promise on a dream 